Welcome back, Hamlet Crew. Hamlet Crew. <laughs> Happy Thursday. We are back uh, to our regular, regularly scheduled programming slot. I'm your host, Brian Merriman. To my right, the lovely, the scrubsy, Sally to freeze. What's going on, Sally? I'm stifling a yawn. Okay. Nice. Is it possible to have a four-day hangover? Ooh, I, I've never, I've never gone four. I'm, I'm very much into uh, my terrible twos, uh, which means that you're having a two day or my, well, my hangovers have just now evolved uh, to where, where two day hangovers are very much in play at this point. I it's, don't know that I, this is a four day hangover. I think it's a moral hangover for sure. Uh, <laughs> okay, but I like still cobwebs up in the brain. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's not helping that the allergies are bad. But I mean, oh. Saturday down bad. Sunday, mm-hmm. pretty bad. Sure. Yesterday, I'm more just tired, not hungover. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I injured myself at the wedding. Did you? Did you? Are you surprised, Randy? Are you? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, one more time, Randy. Nope. You. Uh, there are there are three people in this room. Two of them. We're putting on a dancing clinic on the dance floor. I mean, Randy did who. a full workout. Okay, I don't. Oh, yeah. I still don't know what the dance move is called that he did. Did something slide right? The Juby slide, 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 which we just did on circling back live Instagram. Check and it out. I should not have done that. My ankles are hurting more than ever. Do Do you recall when I also tried to do it with you and nearly twisted my ankle? No, I don't remember. I do. Stilettos? I do remember us da- dancing on the dance floor, and I might have thrown my ass too hard and might have knocked you over. I I, I do remember also falling. You, I, Randy knocked you over with his, his monstrous ass. <laughs> he threw ass. his ass in a circle. Uh, did you do that? Did, did you do that to that lady too? When no, you, and then, no and then, he was not the cause of the actual and then you, injury. Somebody, then you danced on her grave. No, I was <laughs> I was going out to do the Juvie slide and dance floor for the first time, and then I looked over and there was a that happening. I'm like, this was this is not the you know what, time not the to time. Do I do think you probably didn't weren't even aware of it. I tried to copy you like post video, and mm. it's. Nearly impossible to do in four-inch heels. Oh, and by yeah. nearly, it's nearly I mean, possible it to do, impossible. period. Uh, but I injured my neck oh, a neck. lot by uh, thrashing my head around and playing air guitar to Fall Out Boy and Blink-182. I There's, believe I may have been part of a part of that scenario. I am, I also might have knocked Rachel over, pushing her mm. out of the way while I was trying to sing Fall Out Boy <laughs> with you. So my apologies to Rachel. <laughs> might have uh, happened. I, you know, took no prisoners on the right. dance floor. Right, it's just you—you you become it's, it's 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 something. Be, what, what am I trying to say? You become a different person. On the dance I think floor. people think that either I'm drunk or this is like an act, but um, this is just what how I do at weddings. You know, yeah, that's how you do. I've seen it multiple and times. And Will just stands off to the side and like watches me. And, and I have like, I have a blast with you. I'm not the most talented dance floor compadre out there. No, but you. you but give I'll put it in. All, I'll put in well. effort. Yeah. yeah, I'm there. I'm I'm ready. Like I'll I'll bet I'll bet lead off. Mm-hmm. I'm not driving in runs per se, but I'm out there. Yeah, yeah. So I my, think we my, had a good time. We had a but great I time. I literally could not turn my ne- my neck mm-hmm. for two days. I was having if I had to turn, I had to turn my whole body like this. Sure, sure. Only our viewers at YouTube can see this right. at home. But you, I couldn't I couldn't turn my head. How are we doing? How are we doing now? We're are doing we better on the mat. Uh, okay, we're we're a lot less stiff. I was. Good. <laughs> it was it's tough out there. It's tough, it's tough out, out there. there. Um, I followed up uh, Friday night uh, with a bar crawl on Saturday, so I went noon to noon to night noon. Oh, this is terrible. And then I followed that up Sunday with a uh, round of golf with our our, our pal Randy. Uh huh. So did two transfusions there, uh, two beers afterwards, and then. Uh, went to Little Woodrow's in Bee Cave, the new one. I think a transfusion would have actually been helpful. To oh, it was, it was fantastic. It was just more that I did seven drinks after that. that I didn't, I didn't need right. to do. But it was like it was like a friends we hadn't seen in a while, kind of okay. like Sunday fun day thing. And yeah, so we're in a we're in a spot. Maybe you just need a little detox. Well, that's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, this has okay. been a detox week. Okay. Except for the content we had to do for a certain sponsor of ours yesterday. Okay, cool. So you haven't started. You're still toxing. You haven't uh, detoxed. Uh, as, as beard, does beard count? 
Beer counts. Okay. Beer counts. There's a there's a half shot of Malort count too. Oh yeah, technically oh. I did a half shot of Malort uh. today too. Okay, so we gotta just move kinda, on. It's been one of those. It's like uh, you know, the the true the epitome of a sneaky a sneaky bender. Let me just say, I was on call mm-hmm. on Sunday, and we were having to do a lot of scopes to people mm. who have stomach and liver issues because they drink too much. Nothing really gives you a hangover quite like seeing someone else have cirrhosis. Yeah, don't want to do that. Don't drink, people. Even though we just talked about drinking for the past five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, wedding weekend, get after it. Just mm-hmm. detox. Have periods of detoxification, right? I'm very glad though. We I don't have I don't think I have another wedding until my brother's wedding in August. In uh Italy. In Italy. Italy. So I'm going to uh San Francisco for a wedding. actually Sonoma for a wedding. So Tight. there's probably gonna be some wine involved. Probably in not. One. I don't know. Why why wouldn't there? I was that was a joke. I was oh, being oh, oh. Hang on a minute, Sally. Want to do the mail-in? Sure. We are the mail-in. Tell us a friend. uh, Tell us a friend. Tell a friend about the pod. Send them a clip. Send them them over to our Spotify or our iTunes to have them subscribe or follow. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link to the Twitter bio at mail-in-podcast or in the description of this episode. So hit up the store, hit up the YouTube, youtube.com slash mail podcast. We are back. We back, baby. We are no longer the bad boys and girls of podcasting. Um, so thank you, Randy, for that. Uh, let's get into it, shall we? You want to do the first? You want to lead I'll off? Do, I'll, I'll lead off. Hell yeah. Hey, Brett and Sally. How do I not feel guilty for canceling plans? I'm two years post-grad and finally making a solid social circle. I recently canceled last-minute plans because I had a migraine, and I can't get over how guilty I feel. Deep down, I know it literally does not matter, but the other half of me still feels bad and doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, since making adult friends has been somewhat anxiety-inducing. Look forward to hearing your thoughts, and shout-out to the Sal Gals. Heart emoji. Just the Sal Gals. Hand heart. You know, this is how Gen Z is doing hearts. Uh, let's see. Middle I finger don't down. like that Ooh. at all. This is the millennial heart okay. that you make with your hands. Obviously. And then we're talking like two C's that you put together. The Gen Z heart is like, mm. like that. Like this. Right I don't like it. I feel like I have to contort all of my hands mm-hmm. to do that. It's not round enough. Not huge. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um, how do you get over it? You um, get older and you have hangovers. And yeah, and you decide that it's not worth your time anymore. So canceling plans, I think the biggest thing with canceling plans is one time is totally fine. Don't be a serial canceler. Like, don't be a if you're you don't want to be a flake. If you're going to be a canceler, just say no, right? Like, if you're, you you'd be a serial no person, but just don't be a canceler. Be like, oh yeah, I can't wait. And then Thursday rolls around, you're like, hey, not yeah. you know X Y Z excuse, but mm-hmm. but. One time's no no problem. We have a question later that this is one of the things that I, would be my answer. But as a person who um, used to get FOMO, I don't really anymore. Mm-hmm. But a person who definitely overcommits themselves sure. and has a problem saying no to people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things that I have learned with age and some wisdom. Um, I t- Exactly what you said. Don't say yes and then be the cancel person because then you just seem flaky. Yep. Yep. Also, you don't have to make up lies. Like I would feel bad about canceling and saying like, oh, like I would – maybe I wouldn't lie, but I would like over-dramatize what was going on. So Mm -hmm. if I had a headache and was tired and just said like, hey, I've been working all day and I – I'm tired. I want to go home. I just be like, oh, I'm still at work and I have a migraine. But like, you know, yeah. when somebody's, you know, someone's lying because they're adding too many details and you're like, mm-hmm. they're over detailing, they're over customizing yeah. this, this lie. That yeah. was my problem. Okay. Um, And first of all, it's not believable. But also, like, if even if they're not your friends, even if it's somebody you're not close to, you still can say your piece. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, maybe don't like be a bitch and be like, I, I'm not going because I hate your boyfriend. But like Yeah, maybe leave that detail out. But man. like if you if you really are tired or like 
you overcommitted yourself and mm-hmm. you've got too much shit to do with work or, you know, you're, you just need a night at home or your family's coming in town tomorrow and you want to clean your apartment, say whatever the real reason is. And even if that's, I'm tired, like, first of all, it keeps you from having to lie. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it validates your reasoning because you should be able to give a reason that's like, if even if your reason is I'm tired and I don't want to go. And third, especially if you're the I'm tired, I don't want to go person, you're constantly saying no. If you're being truthful, first of all, it kind of makes you be accountable with yourself and be like, oh God, okay, I've said I've been tired like the past eight times. Like I probably just need to suck it up and like mm-hmm. go because a lot of the times the caveat is that if you do, if you are a chronic cancer and then you actually go, you end up like having fun and are glad you went. Sure. Yeah. But also it like clues in your friends to like, hey, maybe we should stop inviting Sally places on Thursday when she like, that's like her hardest day of the week or whatever, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. whatever maybe. Um, But when I was post-grad working in ICU, it was very emotionally, mentally, physically taxing on me. And it was really hard for some of my friends who had nine to five jobs or were still in school and things like that to like understand what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I would totally overcommit myself. I'd come straight from work in scrubs, like having just spent a day with a dying patient. You know, like you've got mm-hmm. to be kind to yourself. Totally. And I think especially – there are specific personalities, but I think especially women have this problem of like, uh, we can't say no, I have to do this, whatever, whether it's a friend's birthday party or mm-hmm. even if it's like you, I think especially when you're in that post-grad era where you're like dating. Mm, there you go. And maybe you met somebody on an app and you were like, we're supposed to go get drinks with them and you like don't want to cancel because, because then, it me- then, then it means there's a whole connotation else. that comes yeah, with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to do that, if you're it's if it's a date and you're canceling and you're like I'm just really not in a headspace and I don't want to go. I think that is important to again be honest. Be like, "Hey, I am so sorry. I've had a really tough day. However, can you reschedule to this day?" Right. Yeah, give them another option. If because gonna somebody's going to be like, yeah. "Wow, they're blowing me off." Yeah. Um people are going to understand as long as again you're not the chronic person, but mm-hmm. not having guilt about this totally comes with age. Yeah, absolutely. And your priorities changing. I think it's hard when you are immediately post-grad and making friends and you're like new, you know, work, city, et cetera. You don't want to say no to people. And like I said, some people personality-wise have a really hard time saying no. Mm -hmm. But you also need to give yourself some grace and be okay with the fact that you're at home in your pajamas, eating on your couch, watching Vanderpump Rules or whatever, sure. maybe. Yeah, make this easy. Don't do, canceling last minute one time. You're totally fine. Don't make it a habit. If you're gonna be the person that overextends yourself, get comfortable with saying no. I'm the fun combination of like to overextend and just be a people pleaser. So I say yes and then go to everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, man, I'm so tired at the end of the week. What or why? Right. And it's like, oh well, because I met up with this. This was this was at, at Barstool. This is 22 to 25 every night of the week. Not yeah. like going out, but just happy hour drinks, dinner yeah. drinks, happy hour with at, at a friend on a friend's couch. Like, and then I would get to Sunday night, having spent all of my money, mm-hmm. having deleted all of my social energy. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, time to go to work again and start it all over again. And I think it's really important, like I said, about being honest, because I People are also in the same boat you are, even mm-hmm. though you think you're the only person who's broke or tired or trying to diet or drink alcohol less or whatever the excuse may be. Mm-hmm. If you're like doing a whole 30 or you cut out alcohol or you're trying not to spend money that week, just say that. Yeah, You don't totally. need to be embarrassed of it. People are like, like, oh, cool, me too. Or like, oh, cool, um, that's what I'm doing next week. Right. Like, I would yeah. like cut out alcohol for a month and then not tell anybody because I was like too embarrassed. Yeah. Why? What well, The thing that I'm trying to do now as like a full-fledged adult is just learn how to say no in the moment instead of canceling later on. Be like, you know what? I'm going to give you a no to that. Yeah, exactly. That's all that, that comes with, that comes with age. It comes with the territory. If you're just being like, Oh, like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make that. And yeah. just, you can give a reason. You, if it's up front, you cannot give a reason. Just, no, I can't make that one. 
And honestly, part of it is hard because I think at the time you say yes to something and then shit starts piling up and you're like, I said mm -hmm. yes to this a month ago and now I'm over it. Sure. But I'm really trying to like – I've slow played. Like in my in my 20s, I would say yes and then cancel. Then like late 20s, early 30s, I would like give a like, eh, like maybe. And like a re – like a – you give yourself an out. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm like, I'm going to tell them up front. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Nah. Yeah. I tell Randy that all the time. He gets mad at me. What? Whenever whenever you're like, oh, you want to do this this week? I'm just like, no. Yeah, baby. You don't say it like that. You always go, oh, man, totally would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. I have that root canal. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. But okay. I, don't, don't. I have to tell the story just really fast. Okay. One of my best friend's husbands, we were at a wedding probably five years ago, and he – we were sitting across from our friends who at the time were engaged and my, my friends at the time, fiance is like talking to Will about his bachelor party and they're going to go to Vegas and they're going to, it was, it must've been years ago. Cause I think the weekend was currently doing like a, a residency oh, wow. um, in Vegas. Anyway. So he's like telling Will about it and how they're going to do this and that. And he's like, man, you should come and Will goes, Oh man, I can't. He goes, I didn't even say when it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can't make that. I can't can't do that. Like, oh then, cool. I didn't I didn't even tell you the dates. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly how the whole conversation went. We were like, Oh no. This is uncomfortable. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, you know what I'm trying to do as I get older, Sally? I mean, this is what I'm doing instead of going out to dinner with people. Yeah, eating a little healthier. Cooking at home and Cooking becoming a better myself, chef. Saving a little money. With Green Chef, how does buttery lemon garlic shrimp sound? Like what I had last night for dinner, actually. How about some Bro. spicy ginger lime shrimp and bacon bowls? Mm -hmm. That that like doesn't even sound super healthy for you, but it is. Yeah. Because it's our friends over at Green Chef. Yeah. Uh, maybe some harissa spice chicken or sesame pork and cauliflower rice bowls. Have you made the harissa chicken? Uh, yeah. It's so good. It is so good. I have my favorite from Green Chef in my pantry that I'm going to do. Well, I guess my fridge. The fig and prosciutto pita pizzas. Yeah, those are a delight. Delightful. And it's like 10 minutes to, to, to get ready. Oh, they're so good. Green Chef, if you could not tell, is a meal kit uh, that is sent to you weekly or monthly or however you however frequently you would like. They, they, they give you the tools to be your own to be your own chef. Mm -hmm. What they do is they deliver you a box of ingredients. So it's not it's not pre-made. There's there's time and place for that for for uh for past sponsors of ours and whatnot. But Green Chef is giving you the tools fresh from the from the store to put a meal together yourself. And it's given me the it's it's given me a confidence boost in the kitchen. I used to be takeout uh pasta only like peanut butter and jelly for dinner kind of guy. I throw some stuff together now, Sally. You, yeah. you should see me. I can I can whip something up. All right, Gordon. I can whip something up. I might not be on next level top chef, whatever whatever you watch. But next uh, level chef, are you going to level up? That's the one. I can I can level up in the kitchen thanks to Green Chef. Each week, choose from eighty plus flavor packed options, including new calorie smart recipes and wellness bundles. You can easily customize your meals to suit your lifestyle, with preferences like keto. Plant-based, Mediterranean, gut and brain health, calorie smart, quick and easy, protein-packed, and gluten-free. That's huge for our boy Lil Pesco, yeah. aka your husband, who's conveniently pescatarian, I guess, is the way to put it. No, but he's back off his Pesco, which is great for me because now I can just make all the meals I want from Green Chef. That's huge. Green Chef offers unique farm-fresh ingredients like figs, dates, and artichokes, plus sustainably sourced seafood. Say that five times fast, Randy. Sustainably sourced. He's not going to. He's not going to. So here's the deal. Be like Sally. Be like me. Be better in the kitchen. I mean, it, it's it's cheap, it's easy, it's fun, and it's healthy for you. And Green Chef is going to make you a better chef, uh, better a better diet, a better consumer, all in one. Greenchef.com slash 60mail and use code 60mail to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Again, that's greenchef.com slash 60mail and use code 60mail to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Hey, mail and crew. Uh, first world problem here. Ready for this one? Mm -hmm. 
My girlfriend travels internationally for work maybe once a quarter. These trips are largely recreational, like they might have one to two meetings, but the rest of the trip is sightseeing, fancy dinners, and late nights out drinking. She's already been to Asia for 12 days this year, and in a couple months, we'll be going to the Caribbean for one and a half weeks. Basically 12 days. Since she goes on these international trips, she can't really travel internationally with me, which leads us to go on maybe one vacation a year for about a week. I think it's awesome that she has these opportunities and can experience so many cool things, but it's given me some unfortunate resentment because I haven't been on an international trip with her in years, and she's going multiple times a year, 100% for free. I feel guilty planning a trip without her, and I don't even know where I'd go. She says this is how it's going to be for the foreseeable future, since she's most likely staying at this company for a long time. What should I do? Should I just start traveling by myself? And if she wants to join for a weekend, she can do that. The last time I traveled solo, I was single, stayed at hostels and partied all night. No big deal. Uh, that doesn't seem like the vibe I should be going for these days. I'm 28 and in a three-year relationship. Do I just get over it? I accept that I get one vacation a year for the rest of my life, and she'll get to go experience these awesome things every year. What kind of job does I, is this like? like I a need context as to what she sales, does. Right, like twelve days is a long. I mean, time. twelve days, one to two meetings. Seems like an egregious misuse of company resources. Correct for the. For the, for I feel the like, company. did you just add this in because you want this to make this like a wash policy that y'all can just take like, a <laughs> trip? No. Um, okay. I, I wish we had some context here, but here's a couple things, thoughts. Mm -hmm. What is the, what's the rule here on like significant other spouses? Oh, as in if she was, if like, they were, if no, they were I'm, married, I'm, would part this change of this, it? Like, I'm like, is this like a company thing? Because, Okay. Oh, I see. Like, can she bring her? Right. Yeah. My sister is part of a company that does a reward trip. Sure. Like President's Club, you get whatever. Right. Like, because she's in sales. Um, That at the, you know, whenever they take the trip, yeah. you're allowed to bring a spouse. Mm. You're also allowed to bring a friend. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. You are allowed to bring a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or a spouse. Cool. Okay. You are not allowed to bring a friend. But the spouse mm. or boyfriend or girlfriend can come with you, like all expenses paid, essentially. No shit. So, like, well, like you're paying for their flight, but like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> she has a couple friends who are like single, and they're like, I can't just bring a friend because he's not my boyfriend or she's not my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, just. This says Randy, Randy, rom com plot. Right? Yeah. Get the wheels spinning. Anyway. President's Club, you make it, you make it. You're like, oh, shoot, I met you at a bar, and you have to be my, you have to pretend yeah, have to, to be my, my boyfriend. For like a week and a half. And guess there's what only happens? one bed in the hotel and you have to yes. share it. And guess what happens? They get together. And fall um, Okay. So anyway, the whole point but of this being- But they're found out during the during the process that, oh, they're not really boyfriend, girlfriend. But guess what? By the end, they are. They are. They're in love. Um, okay. So my point being, what's the company policy on that? Like, sure. is, are you, are no significant others are going along or just married people? Because maybe you get married one day and then you're allowed to go. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like that's not the case here because I feel like he would have included that detail. But here's my thought. Are you allowed to go like at the end of the trip? For a couple of days. That was couple my days. thought. Can you like pay your own way or like since she's going for free, can y'all split your right. travel and like – Meet her in the Caribbean know, for the last two days. Yeah. But you she's know. not – she's – if a company if, – if your like significant other is on a work trip – for what sounds like multiple weekends, mm -hmm, you can't mm -hmm. like you can't tell your employee to be like, oh yeah, no, they can't like you can't bring some like they can't you can't meet up with them for a night like right. right? That's my number one is like, can you come for the last like two days and then y'all stay for a couple days on the tail end or yeah. at the beginning? But then I'm also like, it feels like a company is gonna just. Take, Go under? <laughs> yeah. Take their employees on a trip that only has one or two meetings and then the rest of the time is free time. Yeah. Number one, okay. Are you misunderstanding? Like, are they doing more work than you think? They and have you maybe to be. just are resent these, her a little bit? Are, is she doing like one retreat a year? And like quarterly also sounds aggressive. I think yeah. my okay. I need we need we need more here. I need more clarification. But here's my other question. Is she not allowed to like 
take other PTO days? Like, is she is she not wanting to travel because she doesn't feel like she can because she's already traveling a lot and doesn't want to miss work for more travel? Mm-hmm. Or is it like, it is she saying that, but like really she just has is like too beaten down with the travel? I don't know. I need to know more about that too. I need like, to know her side of this. I gotta know because I'm like. It's just she not want to travel more because she's already traveling a lot or she doesn't want to look bad with work. But then I feel like if work is so free that they're just like letting her go to Asia for 12 days, all expenses paid and partying, they probably shouldn't care if she goes to Mexico for a week with her boyfriend. Yeah. And is she choosing like can she can she like cut can she come home after three days? Right. On these work trips, you know, it's like after the one meeting that they have. I just need to know the other side of this. I need to know the other side. I do believe this guy. I'm not saying oh, I don't. Oh, totally. I just need but to know. But here's context. some other hard truths we need to talk about as adults, okay? She yeah. obviously works a great job that mm-hmm. she gets to very blessed to do this. I don't think many people are traveling internationally more than once a year, if at all. Sure. Yeah. I mean, once a year is is a lot. For, right. For people in in 20 something working correct time. yeah um i say that as i'm going to be traveling internationally at least twice this year yeah i i mean i got i got one for sure and then maybe like and, maybe and I, then maybe a canada i'm acknowledging okay to everyone that one i am a little bit more established than a 28 year old Hell yeah. And two, also one of those is Mexico, which like when you live in Texas, like technically doesn't count as Canada, international, that's, even that's though That's why it does. I hesitated on Canada and Mexico. I'm like, okay. And you're yeah, like, does yeah. it count? Because like. There's certainly international. You can like walk like, across the border. Um, so anyway, I get where this guy's coming from. I get why he's frustrated. I think he needs to say a couple things to his girlfriend. Number one, you need to iron out like, is this a situation where I could come meet you and we yeah, can like. 100%. Can I turn it into a trip for me too? Right. Because you could always go and like do your own thing and then y'all like. Yeah. You don't even have to. Like if she's doing a company dinner, yeah, no yeah. problem. Like I, I won't. I and won't then y'all hang out guys. the last couple days. And then whatever. we'll go spend. We'll go We'll go to the bar by ourselves or, go, you know, or go to the bar with your coworkers and like I won't mooch your tab. I'll have my own separate right. thing. Like, yeah. The other thing I think you need to be upfront about with her is be like, listen, I want to travel with you and I would love to take like a big trip with you. She obviously has gone probably a lot more places than he has. Sure. And maybe she's like, oh, I don't want to go back to like Asia like I already did, Hong Kong, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But you could also use that as an opportunity to be like, hey, I would really love to take a Caribbean trip with you or a – an Asia trip with you, we can go back to a lot of the places that you went and like liked, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or you try somewhere new. But I, I think this is it's only gonna lead to resentment if you don't talk to her about it. And I think if you explain like, I really want to travel with you and I wanna figure out a way to make that happen, whether it's like I join you at the end of these vacations or you set it some time apart for us to take a trip. So have that conversation, but then also travel by yourself. Yeah, I mean, I travel I, with friends. Every, everybody knows I, I love a good solo trip. Solo trip, guys trip. Part of the reason that it sucks now being older and like having kids and stuff that. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm a hypocrite for saying this. It's hard to take like girls trips now because sure. you're like, yeah. I've got to go with my family. I've got to go with my husband. I've got to go with my immediate like my parents. I am taking a girls trip this weekend, and it's literally been 10 years in the making because we graduated mm. college and we okay. were like god it's been more than like 15 years however long i've been out of college we were like we're gonna do this trip every year have we done it one time no we haven't mm. are we going to scottsdale this weekend yes we are yeehaw but like every year there's an excuse of like oh i can't do that because or someone's pregnant or someone's yeah. have, you know someone's yeah. getting married or we're traveling too much so you're in a really unique position where you can be like grab a buddy who's single or yeah, or doesn't not. have kids so or like, whatever. Yeah. Be like, you want to go to Barcelona, Barta, or Abita, Abita, Baru, Puerto Vallarta. Sure. <laughs> are, we, are we appropriating? No. Uh, take up golf. Travel for golf. Fucking everyone's going on golf need, trips all the time. Randy's, Randy's writing <clears throat> down what he has to cut out of the podcast because we were doing accents. No, no, no. I uh, I have written down the three different titles for your movie. So. 
Oh, nice. Oh, okay. wow. What is it? Yeah. Right, I'll, I'll do uh, my, the president's club. My, my worst one to my best one. Worst one first. Uh, friends with work benefits. Whoa, I kind of uh, like that. Uh, business partners. Uh-huh. And then my, uh-huh. I think my best one is companion pass. Oh, oh okay. Ooh. Okay. We're getting some there. We're I like getting that. Somewhere. We're I getting like somewhere. That. I like getting it. Somewhere. Maybe, maybe the whole thing is that he asked her while at the bar. It doesn't really matter if her work knows that they like just started dating, but they have to pretend that way because he has her as his companion on Southwest and she has the same name as his ex-wife. Whoa. That's okay. too complicated, There's probably. There. It's a little bit. It's a little it's too like it's a that, little on the like nose. It's like that curb episode. But- or a season where he's trying to find a date for someone to take with him to China, but he ha- mm-hmm. she has to have a specific name because he can't change the ticket and the girl uh, is going to go with him. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. There's I think, again, co- communicate with your girlfriend, but also please give us more details because, like, I'm. Agreed. I need is there, to, I is there need company to hiring or, like, can I? Yeah. Can I go, can I go with you? Can we uh, work there? Yeah. Got to know. Or maybe, maybe your girlfriend's just. Like, oh, never mind. Never mind. You uh, were just going to say maybe she's yeah, cheating on yeah, you yeah. on these trips. <laughs> yeah. Cut hey, that Brent part Sally. out, Randy. Hey, Brett and Sally. I have a big question about starting a family. My girlfriend and I have been together for six years, living together for two. We recently discussed having kids, and she asked what I'd do if she didn't want them. I expressed my strong desire for kids, recalling a conversation from early in our relationship when I mentioned breaking up if kids weren't in the picture, and she asked if I still had the same opinion. I was not as harsh in my delivery this time around, but I more or less said that I feel similarly. Now she's hurt, feeling like I prioritize hypothetical children over her after six years together. I understand her perspective, but I'm unsure how to proceed. She says she wants to come to her own conclusion on whether or not to have kids, and I don't want to pressure her. However, I also can't imagine a life where I'm not a dad. I understand it's much easier for me to say, yeah, I want three kids. And I know it's a massive lifestyle change, but I feel really stuck. I love her to death, but I just don't know what to say. I just I just don't think I could handle a conversation. In three years, if she tells me she absolutely won't have kids, I will be devastated. How should I approach this moving forward? Appreciate your advice. Talking uh, fundamental Building blocks of a relationship here. Do you think he breaks up with her? I I don't think so in the immediate because I think you need sort of a, a there can be no gray area. She like you can't break up with her if she's in the gray. I agree. You break up with her only, and you this this is you need this to be a two way street only when she says I'm officially. A no, like, and um, that that opinion is not going to change. Okay, but how long do you wait for that? I don't know. I don't think you get married until that has been right discussed and like discussed profusely, and like conclusions have been met or come to. So, yeah, okay. Especially when you like, you're not. You're, it's not like he's indifferent. Right. He's he wants very much to. wants that. I think people who there's like two camps okay. in my opinion. There's people who definitely know mm-hmm. that they want or don't want kids. Yeah. And then there's people who are kind of indifferent about it. Sure. And I think if you fall into the kind of indifferent about it, I need to know that your indifference is like I'm indifferent in the sense that we will have them one day. But, like, I don't care when and I'm not, like, rushing to do it. Or indifferent in the fact of, like, if we don't have kids, it's not going to be the end of the world for me, but I, like, would have kids. To me, she's falling more into the camp of number – they're both falling into camp number one of, like, he wants kids, she doesn't. It sounds like she does not want kids and is afraid that that's going to end their relationship. It's sort of, like – stringing him along now her argument about um 
her him prioritizing future possible children Mm -hmm. over her over her i understand where she's coming from but he could almost say the same thing about her like i'm i'm talking about his side you're stringing me along for our relationship to the point where like i can't break up with you because you haven't told me what you want. correct it's it's a it's a it's a it's a perfect circle it's like chicken or the egg right me or the you know to Will me, you have me without kids or the kids without me? Like you're, and then you're just going to circle circumvent that thing. I was pretty indifferent about kids until okay. I got married, but I also knew that I would want them eventually. Or like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you can always move from camp two to camp one. If that makes sense. You can be indifferent and then be like, okay, well, I want kids. Sure. But I think had somebody said to me like, I. I will never ever have children. I think I'd been like mm, that. Okay. Would that would be if if it was if it was a hard no. If it was like totally out for me, that's a non-starter. That's like okay, well, have a, have a nice life kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't sound like she's there. She says she wants to come to the conclusion on her own. Yeah, which I would again. I would love her. Like, are is she indifferent? Is she? Uh, is she no but open? Is she a hard no? Like where on the spectrum right. does she land versus just knowing that she's unsure? I guess I is it be, is she unsure because of him? Is she unsure because of her? Is she unsure because of the world? Is she unsure because of like like can we? How do we get to the bottom of that uncertainty? Right, and go from there. Again, I think the reason this here, is but. tough is because you don't want to lay out your whole relationship on the line. For something that maybe she'll like come in a year, yeah. she'll come around on. But at the same time, mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, do I want to waste time? Like, I love this person, but like, if I know fundamentally we're so different, like, mm-hmm. are we in a spot where like I'm going to continue putting time into this relationship when I know, you know, it kind of goes back to like what your thoughts are like, are you dating to marry? Mm-hmm. Because if you are like, and you know we're gonna have fundamental differences, then I wouldn't marry that person. But if you're dating to date and be in a relationship and love that person and travel and and do whatever and know that and one day yeah. it might end, mm-hmm. then okay, yeah. But I don't think I think much of society, unfortunately, not unfortunately, to whatever you want. I dated to marry mm-hmm. is dating to find their potential partner. Sure, you know. Yeah. Um, I would have a really hard time with this. And I think it would make me start questioning our entire relationship. And I I understand yeah. that six years, it's so much harder because you're already so far into it versus like, you know, I go on a date with somebody and like three months in, they're like, hey, by the way, I never want kids. You're like, okay, well, yeah, like. Or, 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 okay, great. Yeah, me neither. Like. Yeah. Uh, I, this unfortunately is going to require a lot more conversations, which is going to be tough on y'all because I think mm-hmm. that that is going to lead to a lot of fights and resentment towards each other. But when, when you can't reconcile your viewpoints about big stuff like this, mm-hmm. are we going to have kids? Where are we going to live? Like totally. How, how are we going to live? Like, mm-hmm. We're going to be mo- nomads. We're going to like buy a house and live there for 50 years. Like you, you have to re- agree on that kind of stuff, at least in a sense of like, it might not happen now, but like it'll happen one day or it might not happen ever. And that's cool. But like, or agree on whatever compromise you can build right. into that. But it can't be, that can't be black and white because it just won't. It and again, won't if you've been dating for six years and you're, you met when you were 18 and you're 24, like maybe this isn't like the biggest deal breaker of your entire life. And you're like, okay, we can keep dating. I'll see what's going on. But at Mm. the same time, you have to personally decide for you, like, am I, if I'm not going to marry her because she doesn't want to have kids, is it worse to break it off now? Or is it worse to break it off when inevitably we want to get married and I know that that's not who I want. Those kind of breakups are the worst kind. They happen. They happen. And I think it's, you know, actually it's not the worst kind. Obviously people who like get cheated on or something like that is also terrible. But I think these are hardest to stomach because you, 
It's everything it, else works. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with the the present, the past. The the love is there. It's just this like fundamental fork in the road of life that is not. It hasn't even happened yet. You're just yeah. You're, you're talking about that point when it does happen. So you're breaking up over a, a hypothetical, but it's not a hypothetical. It's you're breaking up over a an unexperienced reality right. that is going to happen. I don't like the crazy. The, yeah. the the comments she made towards him and and like it feels yeah I agree I think that you are allowed to come back and say like that of course I love you I'm not prioritizing unborn children over you but I very very much want this experience and like I'm going to prioritize that yeah dad yeah absolutely and you and you you have the right to like that is a fundamental thing of life right there aren't many but that is certainly one of them. So it's like, she's not going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And if she's a hard no, hard no, hard no, you're not going to change her mind. And that's when you start getting into the sticky, like, well, then what are we, you know, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, so for her to say, like, you're prioritizing hypothetical kids, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not prioritizing the wrong word to use right but that certainly i am i am considering that in talking about our relationship as a whole yeah and our marriage or potential marriage and absolutely yeah, this makes me sad for this guy yeah but again find out what camp she's in like actually yeah and get to the bottom of where her hesitations are and i don't think you need to be like there's a you know six month time limit. Yeah, there's an ultimate. Don't put an ultimatum or. A time but I would limit, say but. like I really want you to do some soul searching mm-hmm. because totally. I I care about you and I want to be with you, but I I do, I cannot be with somebody long term like in the game who's not going to have kids. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little game theory involved. It's like, well, if her probability is fifty fifty on making that decision, then which door do you take? Mm-hmm. So you take the hundred percent, leave it closed. Hundred percent, leave it open, and then you have a twenty-five percent, you know, chance of. I don't know. I don't know. You really lost me there. I'm not even gonna have you. There's. I don't, no, I don't know no, if I did it just, right, but there's gonna, there's probabilities involved. We're gonna anyway, move on. You know what? I have a hundred percent probability of doing uh, when I get home uh, today. Having a liquid IV. Having a liquid IV, Sally, because I am the most dehydrated person in Austin, Texas. That is a fact. I played hockey this morning too. Sweat like crazy. Uh, I've pee- I've peed once today. But that's not good. That's you're not a good teammate. I'm, I'm a bad teammate. On the uh, was that was that uh, Tom Herman's chart? Tom Herman's pee chart. Tom Herman's pee chart, which is up in the wash media bathroom, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I need some liquid IV in my life because they give you um, one stick of of beautiful beautiful powder. That you put in a, a, a glass of water. Vitamins. And it it hydrates you better than water alone. It's beautiful. Beautiful It's a science. hydration multiplier. You heard of a cellular transport technology? No, but if well, I didn't that's what, what it is. That's what Liquid IV is loaded with. Liquid IV gets you, gets, you, gets you where you need to be if you're staying up late, hanging out with friends, yelling at the game on TV. You do a lot over a big weekend. Maybe you go to a, a wedding and then a bar crawl and then a Sunday fun day. And then have to do a, a content shoot at a certain dive bar around the corner. Maybe you live somewhere where it becomes 110 degrees during the day. Maybe you get run down and your immune system needs a boost sometimes. Yeah. Maybe you bike in 110 degree weather everywhere. Like Randy. Randy you better replenish those electrolytes. Absolutely. It's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. No artificial sweeteners. Plus sugar... Or Plus, excuse me, zero sugar in the sugar-free version, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, and soy. You are a uh, a grape, a Concord yeah. grape family, I, I believe. The Concord grape. Yeah, we love it. I keep it classic. I go lemon lime. I go lemon lime, no sugar, um, and and absolutely love it. I was having it on the golf course this past Sunday. I'm never going to fault lemon lime. Never going to fault lemon the OG. Lime. No, you know? it absolutely is. So liquid IV. One stick of liquid IV, you pour it into your glass of water, you pour it into your water bottle, mix it on up, down the hatch. I like to sip it sometimes. I like to chug it sometimes. Really, it's up to you how you want to be hydrated. 
So here's the deal. Grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free, in bulk, uh, at Costco nationwide, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. Uh, weekend salary for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Again, that's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. Hey, Brett and Sally. No, it's my turn. Oh, is it your turn? I thought you did one in I've only done one. Did I go back to back? Yeah. I'm sorry. Your turn. That's my Hey, Brett, Sally. And shout out, Randy. Hey, shout out, Randy. Hey. I, a 31-year-old male, have been married for almost three years. My wife, a 32-year-old female, and I have separate bank accounts. As we just see that before kids, this seems to work best for us. The other day, I got an email about a weird transaction on my account, so I decided to look up at previous transactions. I found eight transactions in just this year of 2024 that I was not aware of. They were all transactions for my wife's, from new pajamas to Amazon purchases to some weird clothes for some blogger she follows on Instagram. I asked her about it and she said, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'll write you a check when I get home. She claims that she just clicks the autofill when she's checking out on these online purchases and doesn't notice that it's not her card. I feel like once or twice, okay, but eight times is a little much. Also, it all equals up to about $850, which I know isn't much, but still. Just wanted to hear your opinion. Thanks. Your wife's committing fraud. <laughs> this is, this is. I mean, $850 is a lot of whoopsies. One or two, I get. But if I'm if I'm like looking at my January credit card statement, I'm like, eight. we got eight times on here, huh? And it's, and it's my like my finances, and they're like they've obviously chosen to separate. That's a lot. I mean, I'm sure she's good for it. I'm sure she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna write the check." You don't look on your face like you either want to kill me or what's the what's well, that look? I okay. I get it happens. I totally understand it happens, but it sounds like that they need to have a conversation about their like. I, Will and I's finances are also separate. Okay. Um, ish. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like we, do we split everything down the middle? No. Do we have separate bank accounts? Yes. Should we probably combine our bank accounts? Also, yes. Okay. Uh, what we do works for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a couple, but like we are like on our way to getting a joint bank account. Part of the reason we haven't is because of like pure laziness. <laughs> I okay. know that that's a horrible reason. Okay. Um, but a couple things. Number one, is it worth visiting having a joint account if you're going to have kids in the future and you know that you're going to have a joint account then? Number two, is it more that like she spent the $850 and you she spent it on your account without knowing and you want the 850 or is it like you have a problem with the way she's spending money because to me that's two different things right i think this is the like she 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 was pushing the line to see what she could get away with and this is where this is where i think he has a problem he, he noticed a pattern and he's like hang on like she she went eight times back to the well it's not the it's not necessarily the the, the way she's spending money because it's like oh yeah Amazon like Amazon purchases p- pajamas blogger like I I bought stuff from Instagram too I think it's less that he's like the amount isn't even what really gets him like annoyed it's the pattern it's like if it was one purchase for eight fifty and it's a whole cart worth of stuff okay okay i get how you could like autofill just whatever but it's like maybe january 6th january 9th january 17th and if and if you're like okay we're 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 seeing what we can get away with here see that's I an interesting disagree but now okay. you uh, like think that she has she's like nefarious about it i don't think like, she's nefarious i think it's just kind of like uh so you think this is on purpose i think she, i think she yeah yeah eight times is a lot to not to to have your card in like the autofill on Amazon button and be like, oh, am I sending in 3196? Just click, I, okay. I, click I'm going to defend her here because I have okay. like, we share a family Prime account and I have like accidentally charged the wrong person's credit card. Of course, it happens. But eight times is, is my number here that gets, even if so, it was $32. I think this needs some examining of them as a couple. Number one, okay. <laughs> 
Y'all clearly need to have a conversation about finances because if you, one thing we have realized in my own marriage is that even before we got married and had a conversation about how we're going to like spend money, et cetera, that mm-hmm. kind of goes out the window when you have children and you start, sure. start creeping up on those, those Amazon purchases, mm-hmm. et cetera. But also it rarely do two individuals completely link up about how they decide to spend money. Okay. Of course. Maybe they're, maybe they're both reckless. <laughs> Maybe they're both crazy savers. Maybe in my case, one of us is a saver or the other person tends to spend a little more money. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in marriage and relationships, that's like a constant check-in. Like just the one premarital counseling conversation is not going to cut it because sure. people's spending habits change. People's uh, – the economy changes, changes. People's jobs change. Um, so it requires – communication and that can always make people really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think especially when you have your accounts separate, it can make things more uncomfortable and maybe less um out in the open and straightforward because mm-hmm. the other person is not spe- seeing what you're spending. Right. Here's my thoughts. Number 1, if you think that this is like on purpose and you're that upset about it, there's two options. You either Monitor your account, and when you see it's not something for you, you send her a Venmo request for what she just spent money on mm-hmm. to the, the point where she gets the picture. Just and, the point, yeah. Like, or just fucking change your credit card number, okay? Ooh, That's real passive-aggressive. So here's what I think you need to do is have a conversation. Be like, hey, like, I know you didn't mean to. What do we need to do so that it's on your credit card? Or do you want, like, if you forget, you want me to just Venmo you? Like, give her the heads up, like, mm-hmm. hey. Well, next time it happens, I'll just Venmo you. Yeah. And like ultimately, I mean, if there's like a clear, you know, if she makes, say, just for argument's sake, say she makes $200,000 a year and you make $100,000 a year. And now like, are you, is that your credit card bill that you're paying off at the end of the month or is that your debit card that's draining you? And now like, now you're on the hook for stuff like there, there's a, there's a, like uh, this is going to get paid at the end of the month by somebody, mm-hmm. n- not just it. It got paid at that time unless it's like a, a debit card over and over and over again. But still, it's coming out of somebody's account that's going to get or, or adding to a balance that's going to get paid by somebody. And it's like is the idea that even though we're separate bank accounts, are we the same credit card? Like is that – does it really matter at the end of the month where – you know what I'm saying? Say, say like if you're – say you're separate bank accounts but you have – a, a shared Amex. Mm-hmm. Does that thousand dollar balance at the end of the month get paid off jointly or from a bank account that you then resettle? Like that's just a conversation to have. Right. Period, I, think I think the I think the reason that this is sending off a red flag to me is it feels very resentful on his part, mm-hmm. which is fine. He's absolutely valid in being like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, to me and like and then her it also feels like is she being sneaky i don't know i can't like speak to anybody's motives here what i'm saying is the fact that this is bothering this much to write into us mm-hmm. is like you got to have a conversation because there's something about it that's pissing you off either that you, like it's it's the blase or the, right it's like, like the, it's, it's not the caring careless, or it's the, yeah. again there's so many factors like does he make less than she does so this is like even so more of a slap in the face yeah, exactly. like does is he more of a saver and doesn't like the fact that he has this much money spent like all of these things there's so many aspects to finance that when you are not handling it by yourself mm-hmm. you have got to be checking in with each other all yeah. the time and admittedly like we are not good about that it comes to like a, a point where we're like oh you know you cover that and then you're like wait why am i covering that you cover that so we i str- we struggle with that too i think i would be shocked to find people who don't argue about money i guess if you're a billionaire you just sure. don't or you just like you truly have like the joint everything. It's like one bank account, one. But credit even card. when you have, you have a to, joint you and monitor, somebody's like, spending yeah. on it, and then you're like, "Why did yeah. you just spend this much money on and... Botox?" You know, <laughs> on our joint account. So I think it's it's always going to be 
the conversation that you have to have with your partner, it's always sometimes in- uncomfortable because I think people get really defensive about finances. People were raised differently. People mm-hmm. have different values about what they want from totally. things. Um, for me, the whole question just feels like maybe he needs to go have a conversation with her like, and and really lay out what he really reflect on what the reason for him being upset about is, and mm-hmm. then have a conversation with her about yeah, that. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, so let's do one more today. Okay. What are some things you wish you knew a decade ago that you do now? So at my nineteen year old self and Sally's fourteen year old fourteen year old self. No, that was two decades ago. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Because I'm not 24. Oh, well, you look it. Thank you. Uh, so I talked about this earlier. 24 for me, 24 through like 26, really 23 to 26 were like some really formative years because I had just gotten out of college. Mm-hmm. I was working in the ICU. I was most like I was single until I met Will right around 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Um you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about other people. Big things. I mean, we talked about like learning how to say no and not having FOMO. But I think biggest thing post grad for me is understanding that all of your insecurities, all the things that you worry about, everyone else is worried about too. Mm-hmm. There you go. Which I think can apply to really any part of life. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way when I went to college and was insecure about not having a bunch of friends from camp or whatever people coming with their stupid camp friends. Uh, Orientation crews that are like 40 people deep. So it's like everything that you feel like you're not getting right, people feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was being tugged in a lot of different directions when I was that age. I was working a lot. I was having to work weekends. All the weekends I wasn't working, I was traveling for a bachelorette party or wedding. was really overrun and couldn't say no and didn't want to say no, which is fine. Um, And then being like sad when I was like living out of a suitcase all the time. Um, I wish that I knew that it was okay to put my mental health first. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew that it was okay to be upset about the guy who ghosted me or Mm -hmm. like the fact that some of my friends were like about to get engaged and I was single. I think um, when you're that age, they're like your friends are really split. Like I had friends who were literally about to get married and then I had friends who were completely single and it was, we all like would go out, but then you end up spending time with the camp of people that you're in. Like some of my best friends at the time were single Mm -hmm. because we were all single together. Um, And I was really a grass is always greener side. Like person, I was like seeing what they were doing Mm -hmm. and wishing that I was, you know, in a long-term relationship. Whereas I think they were probably looking at me being like, I wish I was still (laughs) sowing wild oats. Yeah. I think. And finally, I mean, this was, this was the era of, this is why Will and I met like me getting insane anxiety after drinking, um, Mm. Much like I had this weekend. <laughs> just really like just really bad Sunday Sunday scaries. Sunday and scaries, really yeah. not um really being insecure because I used alcohol a lot as a crutch for when I was not feeling confident. Mm, okay. And I think now knowing myself, I not to say that I'm like the most confident person, but I think that I know myself a little bit better and know that I can either walk into a room and make a fool of myself on the dance floor or go hang out by myself in a corner and like be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was hard for me to do as a 25-year-old, 24-year-old. Interesting. Um, okay. I wish I gave myself a little more grace. Yeah, there you go. Because I, like I think it. looking back now, I was anxious depressed some of the time mm-hmm. um, because I was just very much worried about like what my life was going to look like and that I wasn't doing the right things and sure. I was falling behind, you know? I think, uh, I think 24 year old Sally would be very proud of 
34. God, I didn't so. mean for that to sound so depressing. No, I no, no, freaking no. love my life at 24. But. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I think if you if you could give 24-year-old Sally a glimpse of where you're at now, I think you'd, you'd, you'd take that. Yeah. Like you did a you did a good job kind of thing. And I think I would I would too. Like yeah. I, I think 19-year-old Brett would be like, oh, cool, okay. But my biggest thing is I would tell myself, like you don't need to plan every detail of your next – call it five years yeah like you like you can have goals you can have ambition you can have aspirations and i still do like you still want the lake house right like right. I, I have those kind of whether they're material or career or or financial or emotional well-being or physical right you can have all these goals but i would tell myself to stop stop planning like semesters worth of uh, of well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to apply for this. I'm going to get mm -hmm. this internship, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to go to Wall Street and be a, maybe be just the Wall be a Street little more spontaneous. Like, yeah, yeah, and I, I'd certainly, I mean, like you know, I could get obviously sort of morbid or emotional, but it'd be like spend more time with your parents. Mm -hmm. you probably should do that, buddy. Like, by yeah. the way, um, so that's that's certainly on the list of like make more time for family. Yeah. Um, because at 19, you know, I still was because I was in, I was in college, so I still went home for Thanksgiving and mm -hmm. you know Columbus Day break and Christmas. Like I was I was home as much as you can be for a college kid that lives three hours away right. from Boston to Saratoga. But like 22 year old Brett, with the job I had, I I neglected home, I mm -hmm. neglected my friends, I neglected my family, and not on purpose, just. The way the world, my world was going. Yeah. So I would tell, like, it, it, this question is almost geared better for twenty-two-year-old Brett than nineteen-year-old Brett. Yeah. 19, you know, college is a little, you know, yeah. Like I wish I was, you know, cooler. Had this experience in college, whatever it might be. But this is more twenty-two-year-old Brett could probably use more advice than nineteen-year-old Brett. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, it would be it would be some combination of make. Make more time for the people that have been there for you your whole life. Yeah. Um, so and I and I wish I knew that I didn't have unlimited time with those people. Yeah. Especially, especially family, especially immediate family. Um, and then career wise, I would tell myself to to stop stop planning. Like you're not going to spend two years here and then two years there and then three years there and then have your whole life figured out and live in New York. Like it's just not going to. Like yeah. you plan God lasts, right? Like, and I, you know, I've tried to practice that more, but I still have, you know, an idea of what I think the next five years look like, but maybe it's just not so regimented. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, it, it, there's stuff that I practice now that sort of relates to that spending time with, with my family in that life is short kind mm -hmm. of, uh, trade-off there where it's yeah. like you know it, 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 I, I try to say this without sounding reckless or spontaneous like take the trip yeah find a way to get to the wedding for your best friend instead of being like oh it's just not gonna work for us that weekend yeah find a way to turn the present into like live in live in life and sort of don't don't punt on things because you're thinking about your life at 62 mm -hmm. when you have all your faculties and physical health at 29 or 22, right? Like, yeah, that's kind of, that's been my biggest sort of unfortunate realization, but a, a realization nonetheless. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of what, uh, not that I wasn't at 22 because I think everybody kind of is living for that point or 19, but, um, certainly something that I practice now that would like to know that, Hey, keep, keep doing this. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good good question to sort of check in on every once in a while. Like, Mine would also be... <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? To uh, start maintain a skincare routine. Ah, there you go. Sun, sunscreen every day. Sunscreen every day, you guys. And also to like probably... 10 years ago, like invest in Bitcoin. I don't know. <laughs> that was yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> grab, grab, some, grab some Bitcoin or something. Right? Yeah. You, you got any fun ones? I mean, that, invest in Bitcoin is going to be my number one. Yeah. One. Yeah. Learn how to code. I don't know. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Learn how to 
sell podcasts and talk about, if you told 10 years ago that i was gonna have the the career that i've had like just and i don't mean in like a braggadocious way i just mean like yeah you're not going to wall street kid you're gonna mm-hmm. go to uh two media companies and an nfl football team yeah i'd be like probably be like oh sick but like what yeah. that's not what, what i'm going that's not what i'm doing <laughs> so these classes are going to be useless <laughs> So this is point not useless, but you know what I mean. Not what I went to school for. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today on the mail in. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review the show, uh, tell a friend about it. Hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L. That's eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or you can leave a uh, leave a question at the link in our Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brad Merriman at Schmerriman. On those, uh, as for mentioned, platforms. See you all next week. Bye.